Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. All right, welcome in a special edition of the Garden Report. Uh, John Zanis, Bobby Manning, and uh, obviously you recognize the guy in the middle here, Aaron Neesmith of the Boston Celtics. We know uh, that guy. <laughs> uh, newest member of the New Balance family, and with all due respect to Jason Tatum and his 60-point outburst recently, honestly, probably the most talked about Celtic right now, uh, given uh, what, you've, uh, what you've done over the last few games. So we want to talk about uh, your new shoe deal and what that's all about and what that means to you. We want to see some of this stuff. But first, I just want to talk about like this three-game stretch – is unbelievable did you could you imagine uh you would have been doing what you've done over the last three games playing the minutes you've been playing and the contributions you've been making given where you were at other points in this season uh i mean it's just continuing to work and continuing to uh believe uh do you know do the groundwork like every single day not changing my routines coming in early in the morning and doing what's asked of me and then trying to do a little bit more um, and making sure I'm paying attention to everybody, the guys who are playing, guys who aren't playing, so that when I get my opportunity, I make the most of it. Yeah, for sure. And the shot making, you know, it's I think it's tough coming into the league, you know, being a guy as a shooter who, you know, is just getting a couple looks every night. And, you know, whether it's going in or not, he's kind of deciding whether you have a good game or a bad game. And to start this year, you weren't hitting a ton of shots. And now that's finally coming now. Uh, how tough was that to roll with, you know, just having, you know, four or five shots kind of decide – you know, in your 15, 16 minutes, whether it was going to be a good night or a bad night? Uh, you know, just riding the wave of the ups and downs of uh, the game of basketball in the NBA. Um, you know, can't get too high on the game, can't get too low on the game. So, you know, not shooting the ball that great in the beginning, just continuing to do, you know, continuing to do what I do, continuing to work and uh, continue to get the same amount of shots and reps up every day. I mean, I know they would start falling eventually. But what's that like, though? You're out there and you know, like, okay, I got a, I got a small window here to make my impact, okay? And then you leave the court and you're like, ah, man, I, I, I had one look and I didn't knock it down. Or maybe this didn't go the way I wanted it to go. You go back to the bench. Are you wondering, like, am I going to get back in? Am I going to play next game? What's that been like just kind of riding that rookie roller coaster? I mean, yeah, like a whole bunch of ups and downs. And, you know, your mind's everywhere sometimes. Um but you can't you can't focus on that too much, you know. Like I said, you got to make sure you live in the moment, be in the moment. So, at the in the moment, we're playing a game, whether I'm playing or not. My teammates are out there; they're working hard, they're trying to win a game. So I got to be locked in, and I got to help cheer them on, or I got to help, you know, anywhere I can in that moment. So you and Peyton kind of had a steep learning curve coming in. There wasn't a lot of training camp, not a ton of practice this year. And I, I remember Brad Steven saying early on that you know you especially had a little while to go here and that playing time has kind of come and gone this year. It feels like 
uh, you know, for a couple game stretches, you'd be playing a lot. And then some games you wouldn't be playing at all. Um, how has that been with Brad just kind of talking about your playing time? And, you know, does he make it clear on a game night, like you're going to be getting some extra run here. Or we might be sitting you tonight in favor of some other guys. Are you just kind of on edge all the time thinking about like, am I going to be playing tonight or not? Um, yeah, um, I would say it's more of, you know, just making sure you never know what's going to happen in the course of a game. I might not play. I might play. I might play a lot. Um, and it's just making sure I have the same mindset throughout all um, situations so that if my number is called, I'm ready and I'm not caught by surprise. And then I go in and I'm not prepared to play and help the team win. Yeah. And, and now it's obvious, like you can count on it. Like you at this point, uh, based on the minutes you've been playing uh, 30 minutes, 30 minutes, 20 minutes and the contributions making, you kind of know your numbers being called. But earlier in the season, when you've got those moments where you might play a stretch of games, you know, 15, 16, 17 minutes and you're kind of in the flow and you're in the rotation, you're getting in uh, late first, early second. And you're like, all right, great. And then goes a stretch where it's seven or eight DNPCDs and you're like, ah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> <Did> I, <laughs> what happened you know is that is that rough do you think you could have benefited more from you know at least knowing hey every every game I've got a few minutes and a few opportunities to show something uh, especially without the benefit of practice you know the games are really the only opportunity to kind of play with the guys and when you go those long stretches you think that kind of hurts your development not being able to get in there and to, and to play um, I mean, I think you can look at it uh, from both perspectives, you know, from a playing standpoint, you know, obviously nothing's better than actually being in the game and getting reps up and, you know, being able to run around with those guys. But from a mindset standpoint, I think it really helped me, um, you know, take a step back and look at the game in a different view um, and really help my preparation and, and every day, you know, like every day, no matter what's going on, I have to show up. I have to show up to be ready. I got to show up to give 110% because I never know what's going to happen. Right. It can definitely help my mindset. What's it like playing for Brad? You know, I, I feel like he was tough on you early on, especially the way he was talking to some of those pressers. And I know you had a tough coach in college too, and Jerry Stackhouse, who was, you know, grilling you in these film sessions that you talked about that were really just like, you know, brutal breaking down like every single thing about you. Um, you know, what, what's like your relationship with Brad like? What kind of feedback are you getting from him on a constant basis? And, uh, you know, what does he press you most to improve on? Uh, you know, just being ready. Um, pretty much kind of like I said, he's a big guy, big, like big standpoint on uh, just being ready. And, you know, whenever your opportunity is called, you go in and you make the most of it. If you're not doing that, if you're not prepared, um, then that, that says something about you and your work ethic and you're not, you know, taking the onus to go out there and make sure that you are ready when yeah. you get the opportunity. Well, the one thing he's, I mean, he's been saying recently is like the effort, you know, and everybody can see it like the effort on a nightly basis in the, like you literally just fallen on your, you know, falling on the floor, diving after loose balls into the stands. Well, first of all, like, do you, do you wake up like literally just, you know, bumps and bruises everywhere after every game? Uh, and second is, did you have to like almost reinvent your style of play to earn those minutes and say, you know what, I'm just going to be, a, I'm just going to go out there and just, I'm, I'm going to try to be Marcus. I'm going to go lay it on the line. I'm going to die for those loose balls, do everything possible and show, Hey, I'm going to earn my minutes this way. And then I'm going to show you everything else I can do. Um, yeah, uh, actually, I feel great. You know, waking when I'm You're all right. Great. Yeah, I'm because all right. people are worried about you every night. I'm not kidding. They're like, right. Is Aaron okay? No, no I said I call it an art of falling. You got to fall. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I was just you know, like I said, being able to take a step back and look at the game, recognizing what the team needs, um, and just going out there and trying to do that to the best of my ability. You know, uh, a lot of teams need a guy who does the little things. 
Um, it's not the most glamorous things, you know. It's not always going to show up in the stat sheet, but every team needs it. For sure. And uh, our own Sherrod Blakely was talking to a scout recently at uh, Boston Sports Journal and kind of saying like, all right, would we get right about Aaron? Would we get wrong about Aaron? And even they were like, we didn't see that side of his game at Vanderbilt, like just the all out hustle intensity, diving for loose balls, getting on the boards, all that kind of stuff. And uh, the scout actually said, I guess we kind of bleep that one up, right? Uh, seriously, I'm happy for him. It seems like he found a role with those guys now. It's not the role we thought it would be or the role the Celtics thought it would be, but give him credit. He's figured out a way to get on the floor, which is huge for a rookie. I, I, I know Brian Scalabrini has said that on these broadcasts as well. And really everybody who watched you at Vanderbilt, like you've always been an intense guy, but like just I guess like Marcus Smart's the only way you could compare it, just, you know, the winning plays that they talk about, you know, getting on the boards. I think the one I liked most from Friday was um, when you want to jump ball, you sprinted all the way down the floor. I think Brown had thrown the pass to Tatum and Tatum kind of mishandled it and you were right under the basket to scoop it up. Um, is that something we just kind of missed and didn't pay enough attention to before? Or is that something newer that you've had to reach up to? Uh, I would say, yeah, it's definitely uh, a little bit more new um, just because of the situation and, like, you know, what the team needs. Like I said, like, it's just something that the team needs right now to help win games and to make one in place. Um, and every team needs a guy like that. And so, you know, knowing my role and just trying to do that to the best of my ability. Uh, what's it been like? You were on the court for history uh, with Jason Tatum and the 60 points. Now, not just that game, but every game. I mean, these guys are Jalen and Jason specifically stars, you know, and two, three years ago, they're you, you know, they're coming in and they're trying to figure out how to make an impact. What do I do here? You know, growing pains, rookie pains and this and that, you know, um, what's that like uh, being around them? And are you able to learn from them? Uh, you know, every single day being around them, you learn from them. I mean, like you said, they're stars. They're phenomenal basketball players. So every opportunity that I get to be around those guys, I just learned so much. Um, and so it's a great opportunity for me. Um, and I'm very lucky to be able to play with those guys. But do they like, do they take you under their wing? Are they like, all right, let me show you, let me, you know, cause this is a weird year, right? Um, you know, you don't have the regular camaraderie you'd have from like a regular, you don't have the practices. You didn't have a can't, there's a lot of stuff that is not normal where you might miss out on the opportunity to kind of hang with them, to get to know people. Is it almost kind of like, Hey, Jason, it's me, Aaron, you know, like, I mean, early in the season because you're just not hanging out much and you don't get to develop that camaraderie. Did it take time uh, to get there? And in addition, uh, did it take time to like earn trust? Because now you've got Jalen doing interviews the other day and it's like, I love this freaking guy, you know, and how, how good does that make you feel? I mean, they instill confidence in all their teammates, you know, and I think that's something that they're really good at and uh, something that's very important for, you know, for your best players to, be willing to instill confidence in the other guys and the younger guys. I think that's big time. Um, and that's something that they both do and they do very well. So, um, you know, trust is always something that you earn. Um, and so as time went on, obviously, you know, earned a lot more trust from those guys and it's been wonderful. I know this is your first year in the NBA, but you've been in locker rooms forever on teams forever. How, how different this year is that chemistry standpoint? I know we've even heard about there being like two different locker rooms sort of because of just the separation that everyone has to deal with with COVID this year. Um, what, what is it like off the court? Are there as many bonding opportunities? What's that locker room like? Are you able to kind of mingle and talk after games or is it just kind of in and out this year? No, no, it's, yeah, it's a big time camaraderie. Like every, oh, good. everybody likes everybody. So, uh, I mean, we have like the separate locker rooms, um, you know, at the arena because of COVID protocols, but at the practice facility, it's still all the same and we're there more than anything. So 
Uh, is it kind of is it rookies is it veterans or are you guys kind of all mixed in like who's in what locker room it's all mixed in yeah all pals yeah yeah that um let's 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 move to the shoe because we did want to talk about it the new balance thing um now this you wore new balance prior to this endorsement it's not like oh cool i'll start wearing them now you 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 dig this shoe uh tell us a little bit about the deal uh deal with these guys and uh, what it means to kind of be part of the new balance family oh man it was a dream come true you know like you know playing you obviously, you know, Jim's playing the NBA, and then also, you know, you want you want a shoe deal, so um, right. the opportunity to be able to join the New Balance family, which was absolutely amazing. It was super exciting, and see, it was a really easy choice too, um, just because of what they're doing in the basketball space. They're very unique opposed to other shoe companies, um, the approach that they're taking, and so that opportunity mixed with the people and just being so close in Boston, it was just like an easy decision. All right, let's see some of them. I know you got some of them on hand. and uh... <laughs> yeah. So these are the last two that I've worn recently. Uh, right. I would say this one's one of my favorite shoes. Um, and then this one right here, I wear, I have like three or four different kinds of this shoe, but yeah. I wear this one a lot as well. Yeah. So I know, I know, I know you're drawing some up and trying to come up with your own shoe right now. And I, I think it was kind of based off your story. How far along you with coming up with, I guess, I guess they're going to be the knee smiths. I don't know. <laughs> no, they're not, they're not my own shoe. It's just like, yeah. it's a, you know, like a code design and uh, pretty much kind of just uh, bring my grow, growing up and envision my story and bring it to life a little bit in the shoes. Uh well, Aaron, we don't want to take up any more of your time, but we do want to say again, uh, the the viewers of our show and our podcast uh, are gaga over you know your development and seeing you continue to to to, to grow with the team. I just want to ask just one last basketball question: Does it almost feel surreal, you know, to be at this point in time um, playing the amount you're playing, not just the amount of minutes, the contributions you're making, but to be counted on in critical spots? Uh, and do you can do you think you're going to continue with that role heading into what's hopefully going to be uh, a substantial playoff run we talk about on the show kind of like you get to the playoffs you have a tight rotation a circle of trust so to speak and, you know and the the, the rotation's really really tightened do you think you've earned your way into that rotation you expect to play a large role if you're if the, if the team progresses on um i wouldn't i definitely wouldn't say it's a real you know playing basketball you play to win you play to compete and so everybody in the NBA, everybody on this Celtics team is a very competitive person. So being able to play in those moments, that's what you play the game for. So, you know, just it's just fun for me. Yeah. Um, and then going forward and, you know, having a spot in the playoff rotations, you know, it's just it's not it's not up to me. I'm just going to continue to go out there and uh, do my job and help this team make winning plays. And, um, yeah. you know, whatever's best for the team is whatever's best for the team. So, yeah. Uh, Bobby, anything to wrap it up? Because uh, we want to let Aaron uh, Aaron go on his way here. No, that's all I got. I mean, I guess, uh, you know, you're involved in the playbook uh, initiative, too, with the Celtics here, working on some social justice stuff, uh, race, religion, gender, disability, just an inclusion initiative here. Can you expand a little bit on what kind of work you'll be doing with that? Um, It's not like the playbook initiative is something that like New Balance and the Celtics uh, is starting to push forward. um, But nothing nothing too specific on that right now i'm just very excited to be a part of it and you know luckily because we're so close to new balance i'm able to be a part of it awesome awesome thank you aaron again thank you for your time uh once again this is a garden report with aaron neesmith uh celtics rookie guard newest member of the new balance family uh aaron we'd love to have you on again if you're ever if you're ever hanging out and bored after a game want to jump on our post game show the viewers and the fans would absolutely love to have you in there so uh let us know in the future but otherwise good luck with the rest of the season the stretch run here the final seven games and then hopefully as we said uh on into the playoffs uh aaron neesmith thanks
Awesome. Thank you. All right. This has been the Garden Report here on CLNS Media, brought to you by our exclusive online wagering partner, Bet Online. Go to Bet Online HG, use the promo code CLNS50 for 50% off on your first deposit. Once again, betonline.ag, promo code CLNS50 for 50% off on your first deposit. Bet Online, your sportsbook experts. 